I am so grateful for every single thing that has happened in my life, especially this, because when you can run, then you learn to appreciate it more. Dizwins Radio, episode 729, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the Little Things course. You've heard me talk about the Little Things once, you've heard me talk about the Little Things twice, you've probably heard me talk about the Little Things many more than thrice, and uh, if you haven't checked out the course yet, what are you waiting for? It's free, as in no cost, as in I'm giving it away, <laughs> so all you got to do to check it out is head over to disruns.com slash little things, um, you know, sign up, sign in, whatever, and uh, check it out. All kinds of information, videos, resources related to diet, nutrition, related to sleep and improving sleep quality, uh, talking about cross training, talking about flexibility and mobility and making sure you're taking care of your body on that front. Um, and like I said, all free, all free, head over disruns.com slash little things, check it out, let me know please let me know what you think. Um, I know a lot of people have been checking it out, uh, but uh, hopefully you're finding it useful. If you have already checked it out or if you haven't, once you get in there, I uh, hope you find it useful and let me know Let me know your thoughts. Um, hopefully, kind of planning on, on having some more courses coming out, um, you know, in the, in the somewhat soon-ish horizon, but uh, would love to hear your thoughts on this one, ways that maybe I could make this one a little bit better because I can still adjust it and make it better. But also, you know, uh, what I can do to maybe improve upon future courses that may be coming down the pipeline. So let me know. But if you haven't checked it out, disruns.com slash little things. And now let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is making her second appearance on the show. And uh, she's definitely well overdue for a return visit since it's been... Uh, didn't count the exact days, but it's been almost three years since our first chat. And as, as happens in life, you know, so much has changed in that uh, two and a half to three years. And yet, you know, so much still remains the same. Um, you know, in, in the, the interim, since we last talked, there's been some injuries, some illness that, uh, especially in 2017, that really kind of derailed things for the year. Um, but, you know, she's back to pushing herself, working, working hard towards her goals, getting, getting faster and, uh, you know, just kind of taking it one day at a time. Uh, she also continues to dive into the mental side of our sport and works with, uh, you know, a number of, of different athletes and, and individuals as a mental coach. And if you know anything about me and, and the show, and if you've listened very long, you know that the mental side of, of our sport is always an area where I feel like uh, I can definitely improve, need to improve. I feel like I have improved some, probably since to our, our first chat back a few years ago, uh, but hopefully we can learn a few more things today. So uh, without any more further ado, at, at long last, it's definitely a pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Terry Zacker back to the show. So thanks for coming back and joining us again, Terry. Sorry it's been so long, but uh, glad to chat with you again. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here, and thank you for having me back. Yeah, yeah, like I said, long overdue, but uh, guys, if, if you didn't catch that first episode, um, it's probably not in your podcast feeds anymore, because most of the time those stick to you know about 200, 250 episodes, and we are over 400 episodes since the first chat, That's so you have, cool. to go, yeah. have to go back into the archives and find it, disruns.com slash 308, but definitely definitely worth a listen, uh, and you can also find out more about Terry and connect with her on, on the internet and social media, things like that. Insightfulrunner.blog is the website, uh, and on Instagram and Facebook, just you know same same handle there, at InsightfulRunner, and uh, on Twitter, it's actually her name there, so it's at Terry Zacker, and that's T-E-R-E-Z-A-C-H-E-R, at Terry Zacker on the Twitters. Once again, disruns.com slash 308 for our our round one chat, which uh, we'll reference a little bit, but you know, get a lot more of the backstory, the, the swimming story, the competing at world championships as a, as a swimmer, triathlon, getting into marathoning, all that stuff, disruns.com slash 308. And the show notes for today, for any of those links that uh, you might have missed or want to go back and, and connect with, uh, disruns.com slash 729. We'll take you back to today's episode's show notes. So, Terry, uh, I mean, obviously you've been here before, you know how things start, and we we're going to start the same way just to see if maybe, you know, in almost three years. Sometimes the answers uh, change a little bit. And if not, I'll throw you a little curveball afterwards. But uh, you're going to, you know, as always, kick the conversation off with the same simple question. What is your favorite distance to race and why? You know, as you were, as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, he's going to ask about my favorite distance. <laughs> and I'm thinking, 
has it changed? And I don't think that it has it has changed at all. I um, I mean, I I love running regardless of the distance, but I think that my favorite is the half marathon mm-hmm. because it's long enough that you have to be strategic and you have to use your mind. I mean, you always have to use your mind regardless of the distance. But, you know, um, the mental game plays a big, big part of it. But also it's it's not too taxing on your body like mm-hmm. the marathon. And I just think that it suits my body and my and my mental strength better than any other distance. Yep. And that was, I think, pretty much uh, I went back and listened to uh, to the episode earlier this morning to kind of get a, a feel for what we had talked about and kind of where we left off. And that's definitely the same answer. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw you a little, uh, a little curveball. And, and again, I mean, you know, we're, we're in an audience of runners here. So, so, uh, you know, it, I get that we all love running, but is there a distance that you kind of, uh, try to avoid, you know, for me, it would be certainly be the 5k. It's, it's too hard, too fast, too short, all those types of things. You know, I'll still jump in one every once in a while, but it's certainly not my favorite distance. Do you have a, a least favorite distance for, for yourself? Yeah, you know, the 10K, for whatever reason, I just can't seem to get a hold of it. It's like in, in the 5K, I know that it's going to hurt, but I know that it's short enough that I can just, you know, push myself. Mm-hmm. But the 10K, I just, and, and I'm saying this and I have a race, a 10K this Sunday, so, <laughs> right? Yay. But um, but I don't know. It's just, it's a distance that I still have. So, yeah, so so that's my, my least favorite distance, I, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. The, it, it, I, I like the 10K probably because it's not quite as, as hard and as fast as, as the 5K, which again, you know, like I know I'm going to just hurt for the whole thing, but you're right that the 10K is a, it, it is a little bit tricky because it's not quite long enough that you can kind of really settle in and then try to kick it at the end. Like you have to go pretty hard for the whole thing. Um, yeah. But it is it is a little bit longer. So, yeah, it's 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 a, it's it's a good distance, I, it, but it's it, I can see how that could be tricky and, and a little bit uh, tough to kind of handle. Yeah, for me, it's just a weird distance. I think it's also because I was a sprinter in the pool. So mm-hmm. when I think about a 5K compared to a marathon, of course, I mean, compared to an 800, right? A 5K is right. super long. But compared to a marathon, a 5K is just like, oh, I'll be right back, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, but the 10K is still like, oh, my gosh, yeah, it just hurts. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So uh, like like I said in the intro, it's it's been a while and, and a lot is has kind of come and gone since our, our first uh, first time chatting. But uh, for those that di- that didn't catch the first episode or maybe they, they haven't gone back and re-listened to it yet to, to refresh their memory, uh, one thing that kind of where we where we ended off, um, or, or at least where where it was kind of present date at the time, is that you had just gotten back from Rio. You were you were at the Rio Olympics uh, as an alternate for the marathon, representing your your home country of Mexico. Um, yes. And you know you just kind of had gotten back from from that experience and kind of looking forward to you know, some, some opportunities that were potentially coming up in the, in the future. And that was kind of where we left it. So, you know, since, since about then, um, you know, for lack of a, a better way of asking, maybe the worst, uh, question in, in podcasting, what's, what's <laughs> happened since, since you got back from, from Rio, what was, you know, what was, I know 2017 was a bit rough. We'll probably get into that a little bit, but, but what was, what was running like the, the last bit of 2016 and, and going on forward since then? So after Rio, Rio was a fantastic experience for so many reasons. And I'm, I'm going to tell you a story that happened in Rio um, that it's it's kind of funny and not funny at the same time. So my daughter, my, my husband is a swim coach and he mm-hmm. was there. He had some Olympians that qualified. So he was there, you know, as a swim coach, which was really cool. This was the first time that he was selected to go to Olympic Games as a coach. And it's the first time that I qualified to go as an athlete. Right. So it was perfect. My, my daughter came with us. And my daughter is used to go to races, swimming meets at the highest level, you know, mm. as a companionship. Um, so this is familiar to her for saying it in a certain way, right? But I do remember that we were in Rio and she goes, um, no offense. And, you know, when someone starts with no offense, <laughs> you should be offended, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, no offense, but I just don't get it. And I said, what you don't get? And she said, well, I, I just don't get why everybody makes such a big deal out of Olympic Games when it's like any other meet that we have been into. And I, of course, first I'm like, excuse yourself and leave, right? But then <laughs> but then I kept thinking, and, and this is the, for the mental side of it, right? It is a big deal, but we make it a big deal. Just like mm-hmm. sometimes we make thing, you know, any other race a big deal, right? Like, and at the end of the day, you're, I mean, of course, the process to get there is it's hard and this and that and whatever, right? But 
but it's a marathon like any other marathon or for the people that were swimming it's you know it's a, it's a swimming meet like so i'm not trying to to diminish the value of olympic games of course not i told her right it took me 44 years of my life which was all my life at the moment to do that however once you're going to compete it, you have to think that it's exactly like any other race, mm-hmm. because if not, you're just going to go into the race with the added pressure of, oh, my gosh, I am at this stage. Does that make sense? So I don't know why I thought about it right now. But but um, so so that was a big teaching moment for me. And she told me this after, you know, Rio was done and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was a really big lesson that I had to grasp afterwards, because mm-hmm. after Rio. I was running at my best. I was fit. I was feeling awesome. I was in cloud nine, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, I mean, like, hello, I'm just coming back from real, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I made a huge mistake. So, you know, I, I was training really, really hard to get there. After that, I came back and because I was super fit, I'm like, I'm just going to go run a marathon. So I run in Utah marathon. I run really well. Um, and then they, I qualified to go for um, a championship in Ibigawa, Japan. Mm-hmm. So in November, so so I came back in August. I run a marathon in early October. Then I go and I run this championship in Japan. It's a half marathon, right? Come back from Japan and I'm feeling, feeling awesome. So I just kept running. Mm-hmm. I never took time off. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I took three, four days, right. right? But that's it. So then in December, I'm racing. And I remember one day, there's this race, the hot chocolate here in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And um, I run the 5K in the morning. I finish the 5K and I'm like, it's the 15K. Has it started? And they go, no. I'm like, oh, I'll jump in. I'll run it. So I race it. I, I actually, it was really good. I, I, I won both races. I mm. break the record, whatever. I mean, I was feeling awesome. But that was not smart because I didn't listen. Actually, my body was still not telling me anything. But you have to to be preventive, you know, like, mm-hmm. like to, to be proactive instead of waiting until your body tells you something, especially as you get older. I mean, I was 44 at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So at 45, I kept running. Um, I started doing 10 Ks and maybe that's why it's my favorite, my least, <laughs> least favorite, favorite Right, right. <laughs> well, I, I know I actually did several. I went to, um, in, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, they put a really nice race that if any of you have the opportunity to go, please go. It's an amazing race. Um, the Cooper river bridge, mm. Um, and so I went, I raced really, really well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I just started having a little bit of pain on my right foot. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't understand what, you know, I'm like, well, what's going on with my foot? Um, so my doctor said that I have arthritis in my big toe, which is, it's true, but that's not the pain right. where it was coming from. Right. And, um, I was going to raise 25 K championships. I ended up pulling out because my, my foot was giving me some issues and it was about, you know, to be the summer. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go train because I train abroad in, in the summer. Mm-hmm. So we were in Europe and, um, I'm, you know, my, my family lives in France. So I went out for a run and I remember that it was kind of hurting, but I was like, Oh, maybe it's my shoe. I mean, that's, if it's hurting a little bit, you should stop period. Right. You shouldn't be thinking maybe it's my shoe. Maybe it's this. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to stop. Right. So at some point I, I just couldn't move anymore. And then I just felt snap. So oh. my, my, yeah. So my metatarsal broke completely, like went completely apart and that was the end. Right. So wow. then, um, it, but you know what? It was a great lesson. I, I am so grateful for every single thing that has happened in my life, especially this, because when you can run, then you learn to appreciate it more. And also, you know, it's just a part of your, I mean, running, it's just a part of what we do. It's mm-hmm. not who we are. And so it allowed me to realize, you know, that, that there are many other things in my life that are important. And while my runner side was super sad, I still was a mom. I still had my job. I still, you know, had all these other things that, that fulfill my life. So, so that was a good thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, easy easy to say after the fact, but I'm sure in the moment it was it was pretty hard to to embrace this as a potential positive. Actually, no. No. I, you wow. know what? That that's why I was very very surprised when I was a little bit younger. So, um, you know, I started running at 38, but like at 40, 41 maybe, I had a little bit of pain here, pain there, an injury here, an injury mm-hmm. there, like you know most runners, and it was really rough. Like I just I would get so upset and so sad, right? 
in 2014, I actually had a stress fracture in my left foot, and that was like the end of my life. Mm. So when this thing happened, I was just very at ease with it. And I think I totally credit meditation and mindfulness for this. You know, it's it's I've learned in the in the previous years, and, and mindfulness was a huge thing that allowed me to qualify for Rio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just accepting things the way they are without wishing that they were different because things are the way they are. They're right. not different, right? So if your foot is broken, you have two choices. You accept it and do whatever you can in order to fix it, or you get frustrated and, and you start thinking, why now? And so you kind of like resist. And when you resist, then you're just making it more difficult for it to heal and for you to be happy. So I just, I've learned some years ago that, you know, if I want to be happy, I just have to take life as it is. That doesn't mean, you know, oh, it's broken. Okay, then I'm just going to, no, it's right. like, okay, it's broken. What can I do to fix it, right? But but I have to accept that it's broken and move on or I'm going to be miserable Mm-hmm. two times, you know, instead of just once. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. I, I feel like for for myself, at least, I, I won't uh, certainly try not, try not to put words in your mouth or anyone else's, but um, I feel like that's one of those things that's that's pretty easy to say, easy to tell somebody else. You know, if, 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 if I'm talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, you know, I just, I just fractured my foot and it's like, yeah, you know, that sucks, but you know, you don't want to, don't get too upset about it. What can you do? You know, what can you do positively to move forward to try to, you know, increase speed up the healing process or maintain some fitness while it's healing and by doing some cross training or whatever the case might be. Um, easy to say, easy to know, but would be hard for me to, to put into, into practice. Um, but it sounds like, and, and certainly correct me if I'm wrong, that maybe because of previous experiences, uh, and, and by doing a bit, being a bit more, more mindful and meditative, um, that that was pretty smooth. Were, were there any kind of moments in that process that it was a really struggle or was it other than the fact that there it was, was a, a struggle? I, I want to tell foot? you, okay, there sorry, was go ahead. one, there, no, don't worry. There was that one moment. I remember, I mean, I remember perfectly. I really was at ease with it. I was like, and I was in Europe. So I was like, well, if it was going to break, at least mm. it broke here right. where I can go sightseeing. Right. But um, I was fine. Like I was completely fine. It took way longer than I thought to heal. Um, I had to have surgery, I have a plague and six screws, right? And it's fine now. I mean, it's completely recovering and all that. But I was completely fine. But there was one day that I'm pulling at the pool because I was going to go to, I was coaching at the time, you know, a high school swim team. And and I could get in the water and kind of like not swim, but at least, you know, like move my arms, like Mm -hmm. whatever, right? So I was getting like parking to the pool. I'm getting all my stuff, trying to get my scooter because, you know, I cannot put my foot Mm -hmm. down. Blah, blah. So every and everything fell. And it's just one moment where everything just was like, you know, just bad. Right. And I remember that I went, seriously, why? <laughs> why? Like, why right now? But I'm going to tell you, the moment that I'm doing this, I turn, I swear to God, there's a guy coming to the pool in a wheelchair with no legs. Mm. And he's going to go to swim. So when I am complaining, I turn and I see this guy. And I just thought, thank you. Mm. Thank you. I, I turned, I'm not a religious person, but I went, you know, I, I look up and I just said, thank you, because this is going to heal. I'm going to be able to run again. Right. And I think that this is one of the things that we forget when we are injured or struggling with something or, or, or sick, right? We tend to see what we're not having instead of see all the other things that we do have. And we tend to see, you know, what I cannot do instead of, of thinking, you know what, I cannot do it for now, or mm-hmm. I cannot do it yet, but I will be able to. And so when you try to start thinking about this is just temporary, it changes the whole thing, you know. I, I That was a huge lesson because it, it really seemed like, you know, I've been so optimistic and positive and whatever, mm-hmm. and the day that I complain, I'm like slap in the face, you know. Right, right. And and again, I, I think that uh, it's it's something that's for all of us, probably easy, easier said than done. But I guess, I guess, if you really break that saying down, everything's easier said than done. But uh, you know, so so a good a good reality check, a good reminder that it certainly could be worse. That you are, you know, your foot is going to heal. You're going to be able to run again. Um, but uh, if if uh, I, I read an email, I think that you'd sent uh, correctly. Um, healing the foot wasn't the the end of the the struggle in 2017. There was some pneumonia and sickness as well that really kind of continued to derail <laughs> things for a while. Yeah, it's just. You know, um, 
I have to tell you, I have an awesome life. I love my life. I'm so happy to be alive. And I have asthma. I, I, you know, I, I, I told you I have asthma and I live with asthma every day of my life. And um, asthma has been the best blessing and the best teacher because when you are sick, like when you're, when you're in pain, let's say that you're running and you're in pain, you can muscle it, right? Like you're like, no, my mind is stronger. It doesn't matter if it hurts. I'm going to keep running. I mean, I've done that many times mm-hmm. and then you keep just making more damage, right? But when you cannot breathe like at all, <laughs> then it doesn't matter because, you know, like I had to be at the hospital several times. One time I was on a run and I got an asthma attack and I ended up in the hospital because there was a good Samaritan that took me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you learn that it is completely out of your control, that's why I say that it's the best blessing. You just realize that you really are not in control of a lot of things. And then you're able to let go. And you're able to, what they say, seize the day, right? Take mm-hmm. the day the way it is. So I broke my foot. When my foot healed, I went out for a run. And something that had never happened to me ever in my life, I go out and mile one, I'm struggling. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Did I lose that much fitness? Mm-hmm. But this never, you know, no, like it just... And of course, we start thinking, oh, my gosh, I lost all my fitness, right? What am I going to do? I have to push more or whatever. The next day I went, but I would come back and I was like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And then fever and like just bad. So I went to the hospital and I had pneumonia. So then, you know, it's like, oh, great. You know, I thought that I was going to start building now and I can't. So my foot healed. Uh, let's say in December 2017, the the doctor gave me the A-OK to start running again. And I didn't really recover from pneumonia until May, a year ago, exactly a year ago. Yeah. So it it was about five months because here's the other thing. I hope that no one ever has pneumonia. But if you have a little bit of that, you have to be extremely careful because it can literally kill you. Mm -hmm. And we just think, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, no, it does matter. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so it was um, it was interesting. The, The good thing about all this, because I always like to look for the positive, is that it gave me the opportunity. I've been a professional athlete for since I was 23, 24 years old, right? I'm 47 now. So that allowed me the opportunity to see how the people that are not into sports live, meaning I can go to bed late. I can mm. wake up whenever, you know, I can eh, whatever, you know, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so, mm. so at least now I know that I am on this, not because this is all I know. You know, it's I choose right. to be like this. When, when you were um, finally, you know, getting the, the green light to come back to running after the pneumonia, so after being out for uh, a year, almost, yeah, yeah, pretty much the better part of a, of a year, um, you know, you mentioned coming back from running the first time before you realized that, or not the first time, but coming back from running before you realized that the pneumonia <laughs> was at place and like, my gosh, have I really lost all of this, all of this fitness? Um, you know, I, I, I know from talking to, to people online, social media, people that I work with, the, the, the you know, coaching clients that I have that, uh, that's always a concern. If, if people are out for very long for, for whatever reason that coming back and losing fitness is, is a concern, is a worry. And, and, you know, you're going to lose a little bit, but for somebody like you, who's, who's been at the pretty much at the peak, you know, going to the Olympics and, and, you know, aiming to continue that upward trajectory, possibly making another run at the Olympics in the, in the, you know, 2020, um, what was, what was the return? Like, was it, was it, a, how much fitness? I guess did you did you maybe lose? B, was it was it frustrating, or, or what was that kind of getting back into running like for you? That's a great question. It was, you know, I I always think that life provides you opportunities to learn all the time, and it's within you whether you take them as an opportunity or we, you know or where you just get frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I had to learn is to it's really easy, as you say, to say things, right? Like, do not compare yourself. Right. But not even comparing myself to other people. It's do not compare yourself to where you were a year ago. Compare yourself to where you were a day ago. Mm. And so when you're coming back, it's always very important that, you know, because what we do is you compare your worst point, which is where you're at right now, right? Mm-hmm. With your best point, where you were when you were the fittest. And of course, you're always going to be short. Mm-hmm. So... For me, it was, okay, so can I run today? That was the first thing. Is there pain? Is there breathing issues? No. Okay, so then that's a that's a positive. And I had a journal where, well, I still do, but in, in my journal, you know, I would write, 
everything like, okay, so today I run four miles, right? Which now it seems like, oh my gosh, only four miles, but it was a huge thing, right? So mm-hmm. then it was, okay, so maybe let's see if I can get to six this week. And then, you know, more than the pace, like how do I feel? How, where's my mind when I'm, when I'm running? Am I comparing myself? Am I being present? And it was just like that. And, and of course, you know, there are moments where you go, oh my gosh, I'm struggling with six miles, right? Mm-hmm. But then I would go like, okay, wait, a week ago, you couldn't even run for so this is this is progress there. You're on the right track. So don't it doesn't matter, you know, where you start. That's just your starting point. What matters is that you build from your new starting point. And the other thing is that, you know, um there is muscle memory and, mm-hmm. and what you have done, you don't start from zero. You literally just start, you know, better than where you started before. So I always think, well, if when I started running, I started literally from zero because I've never run before. And I was able to build up to whatever. Now I have a base, mm-hmm. even though it may not be or it may not feel like that. But the base is there. It's, you know, so I'm starting from a better point from where I started before. So I can rebuild for mm-hmm. saying so. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And, and um, you know, again, just just kind of like you said, I'm, I'm sure that there were some, uh, you know, it, it takes a little bit of, of reality checking. Probably this is where a lot of your uh, mental coaching and, and the training that you've done there helps because, um, again, you know, even, even if you're comparing only to yourself or even if you, you know that, Hey, it's going to be a bit of a process cause I haven't run in a year. That's, that's still, a still has to be a, a struggle, a bit of reality checking again, it may, it may be even more so for somebody like you, who's running at a very high level. Unlike, you know, not, not, not to downplay it, but like those of us that are running at, at whatever our high level is, but it's not, elite level. It's not competing to try to get to the Olympics or to represent your country at, a, at an event level. Um, was, was that, how difficult was that for you? Or, or was it just, were you able to compartmentalize it enough and say, you know what, it's part of the process. Like you said, I'm not starting from square from absolutely from zero. I'm starting from wherever my base is, my muscle memory, it kicks in. Um, and I'm just going to keep working at it. How, how did that really play out for you? Well, definitely <clears throat> you have to be aware And one of the things that helps me a lot is that I work with athletes on the mental game, right? I'm a mental coach. So I have, I always, actually last week, just last week, I was talking to a swimmer and I don't know what I was telling him. And I said, thank you. He goes, Mm -hmm. why? And I said, I just figured something out that I need to do, you know, like (laughs) when when, (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I need to pay you, you know, Um, when I talk to other people and I remind them of these things, I'm reminding myself. So definitely if, you know, anyone can benefit from having um, someone to talk to or a mental coach or whatever. But if you don't, and, and going back to your question, um, of course it's hard, right? Because you always, especially when you're running. So so this goes back to one of the basic tools, mental tools, but to me, one of the most important, which is goal setting. Mm. Most people set goals, but they don't set goals the right way. So the goal, you know, when I came back was not, okay, run a marathon in, you know, October and doing this, you know, with this time, it's like, okay, yes, I, I know that I want to run fast again. I know that, that I want to run this time again, like that. I know, how am I going to get there? So then you have to break it down to where you're at right now. So before that, you know, I have to do long runs before or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Before that, I have to be holding the space before that I have to do, um, I don't know, like a half marathon before the half marathon, I have to do, you know, 10 milers before the 10 milers, I have to do eight milers or whatever. Right. right? And then it's like, okay. And before that, where am I at right now? So right now I am at, you know, not being able to run four miles in a row. Okay. So how am I going to start? And I literally started, I mean, it sounds so funny because I never did this ever before. Right. Mm. But it was like, okay, Terry, let's, let's jog 30 seconds and walk 30 seconds for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, this is what you're going to do. And then the next day, you know, and then I was like, okay. And, and actually it was not the next day. It was like, um, you know, start running with this, go to the gym, do this exercises, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But then I would have, what's the goal for the day? And that I still do that. What's my goal for today in my practice, in my training? So, um, you know, let's say that, well, so going back to, to that, and I'll tell you about the other one. Um, so then I started, you know, just like, okay, I know that I am not there. I know that I want to compare myself, but the goal says that today I'm supposed to be here. 
in order to get there. And I have a visual where I can see how I am walking towards my goal. And that helps a lot. It's just like a daily reminder of, yes, you are not there yet, but you are on the way. So you will get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it absolutely does. And and I think that um, maybe it's something that, that is learned through, maybe learned best through experience, but, uh, you know, again, easy to, easy to tell somebody to, to keep that big perspective and, and, you know, that the, the work you're doing today is going to keep moving you closer. Um, but gosh, it's, I, I mean, I've been there. I've worked with people that are there. Um, it's so tough in the moment to keep that perspective and, and, uh, you know, when, when progress seems like it's slow or when you have the inevitable bad day that it's a little bit of a backtrack, it's, it's for me, at least it's really tough to just keep the, the right perspective and keep trying to, you know, stay positive and work forward. Yeah, but that's why that's why it's very important that you document everything and mm-hmm. that you have. So, so for example, every day I go, okay, so my goal for today, technically it says here that I have to run, you know, this many miles with this many miles of this space, right? For mm-hmm. example. So I go, okay, so this is, this is the fitness goal. But what is my goal? My goal that it's under my control because we have to learn this thing. Mm-hmm. There are things that are completely under your control and things that are not under your control. How your body's going to feel one day is out of your control. If you're going to be able to hit the pace, that's out of your control because, you know, there's weather conditions, mm-hmm. hormones, eating, sleeping, all these things, right? That's out of your control. But your effort is always under your control. And what you're thinking is under, always under your control. Your attitude, you know, your, your thoughts, etc. So I've, I've learned a lot to just let go of the things that are out of my control, that doesn't mean that it's easy because it's like everything, right? Running, mm-hmm. it's not easy, right. but it feels easy the more than you do it. So if you practice, it becomes natural. It's the same with these things, right? So every day I say, okay, um, <clears throat> for example, um, last week, right? So we had this workout, I think it was uh, it was 16 miles. And then the last 10 was mile repeats. So it was six miles, kind of like warm up and then 10 by one mile, right? At whatever pace. Um, and then just warm down. So I'm thinking, okay, I know what the effort feels for that pace. I'm going to do everything I can with my effort. Um, uh, but my, my goal is just to be present because I have 10 miles, right, mm-hmm. that I have to do at that pace. I don't want to be in the first one freaking out about I still have nine more. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or, or like, oh, my gosh, maybe I'm going too fast. I'm not going to be able to finish because this is not going to help me. So I need to practice here my mental game so that when I get to a race, I have it down. And so my goal for that practice was today, I'm going to take them one at a time. And when I am going ahead, I'm going to be watching my thoughts. When I'm going ahead, I'm going to remind myself, Terry, just do one. Even if you cannot do one more, doesn't matter. Just focus mm-hmm. on this one. And I allow myself to fail for saying it in a certain way, because I don't think that there are failures. Failure to me is when you don't try. But, but I allow myself to fail or to not get the time, you know, it's like, okay, it's, it's training. So I'm going to do one. And if it comes great, you know, then I'm going to try to do the next one. Then I'm going to try to do the next one. And if I can only do four out of 10, then I'm going to be like, well, today I did four. Let's see if Mm -hmm. next week I can do five, you know, instead of, of being um, mad at myself for not being able to do what I was supposed to do, because I don't know where my, my body's today. And when we get mad at ourselves, we're literally changing our, our, energy. I mean, your body Mm -hmm. is just feeling bad. It's like, this is my whole thing of this year. I am starting to befriend myself. I want to be my best friend. I am great with my friends. So if you and I are running and you cannot finish your workout, I will tell you, hey, you try, you're awesome. Don't worry. It's just a workout, blah, blah, blah. Right. But when it's you, you go, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that I finished this workout. What's happening? And, and I'm not going to be able to. And we just go into this awful, spir- you know, like spiral of negative thoughts. So what I'm doing now, it's like, you know what, Terry? You tried. You're out here. You're still grinding. It's just a day. Don't worry. Right. Yes, it sucks. Be be sad. It's okay. But you know what? It's just a day. You'll be fine. I literally, like, I literally tell these things to myself, and I literally pat myself in the back, you know, when I'm telling <laughs> this, because. I want to be my best friend because I live with myself all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you uh, doing at this point? 
you know, and I know we just kind of have talked about not comparing yourself back to where you were, but in terms of, in terms of fitness, in terms of your running goals, are you pretty much back on track to where you were pre all the craziness of, of 2017 and the, and the year that you've been running, you know, have you built back up or, or, or how is that the progress? Yeah. Going? So, so I actually, I, I went, um, so I started last summer and, um, you know, obviously I was trying to get as fit as possible mm-hmm. for a marathon that I signed up in October last year. Right. Um, I went and I did a half marathon in September that run that went really well. I, I think, I mean, I, it was not a PR, but it was like a one sixteen, which I thought, well, it's not bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I was too hard on myself. Oh my gosh, it's not a PR, you know? Mm-hmm. And, then I started having some issues with my stomach. Oh, it's it's been great. You know how my body has been awesome for so many years? I think that finally it was like, hey, she's taking a break. Let's All of us, <laughs> let's rebel, right? right. So um, my stomach was giving me some issues. I did a marathon in October, and it's my worst marathon. Not time-wise. The time was fine. It was just awful. Like mm. I, oh, my stomach. I've never had issues with my stomach. It's just awful. And I think that after that, you know, it's, I don't know. I was kind of getting into it, kind of not. I mean, I've been training, of course, but my mind hasn't been completely there until now. And um, I started running again fast um, in March, maybe February this year. It's like finally everything is clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am super, super, super excited because there's this guy, his name, he's a doctor and his name is Jason Carp. And if you haven't had him in your podcast, you have to have him. He's, he's written several books. He knows a ton about running. Mm-hmm. And he just put together a team of um, elite runners. And he asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. So oh. I have been coaching myself since 2014. And I'm really happy. But I think that I was ready to just, you know, like it was just getting mm-hmm. tiring on me. Like, like, oh, I'm my own coach, you know. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, um, and so... Um, I'm super excited because uh, we just talk and he knows the way that I train and being 47, I I can do really taxing workouts, but I cannot do taxing workouts every day mm-hmm. as if I was 20. You know what I mean? It's just you, you can still run fast regardless of your age. It's just the recovery that's different. And um, so for whatever reason, you know, we just – I. I just literally started with them last week. So I'm super excited because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that um, I'm finally healthy with everything. I'm I'm fit. So let's see. Let's see how fast, right, we can go. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, I want to get a little bit more into, I know we've talked some of the mental stuff, but maybe a little bit more of some things that might help some of the people listening a little bit. And uh I think that, that what you just shared uh, really transitions into exactly the direction I want to go, which is which is perfect how that works out. Um, but I've I've talked to, to various running coaches, uh, physiologists, uh, you know, uh, physical therapists, whatever you know, different different folks uh, over the years, and and you know, we've covered kind of the idea of you know as you get older, you know, like you just said, recovery maybe needs to be a bit more of a priority. You need to to uh, you know adapt some of your training, some of the, the things that you're doing to stay healthy, to keep, keep making progress, keep working towards your goals. But I don't know that I've ever talked to anybody, um, about changes, adaptations, things that maybe you need to, would be wise to do from a mental aspect as we get older, maybe accepting that you can't do all of the same workouts that you used to do and things like that. So, uh, I know we've got a lot of folks that, that listen to the show that are, you know, in, in the same age range that, uh, that, that you are, you know, in, in the mid to late forties and, and kind of, you know, have been running for a while and maybe they, they're thinking that some of the faster days might be behind them or, you know, they're starting to notice that things like, gosh, after a hard workout, like I'm really worn out for two or three days and like, you know, and, and wrapping the head around that. So, um, I don't know that I have a great question to start with other than just how, how do you see it from maybe some of it from your own training and, and your own experience, but also from a professional side of things and being a mental coach, how, how what kind of adaptations or what kind of adjustments um, do we have to make mentally as we continue to pursue our goals in running? But you know we're not twenty years old anymore. We're not thirty years old anymore. We're now into our forties and fifties. How does the mental game have to change? Well, I think that the most important thing is 
you have to believe that your best years are still ahead of you. Mm. Most of the people that start um, just getting, I don't want to say slower, but just not progressing are the ones that think that they can't progress anymore. So I know a lot of people that, you know, um, I love everybody that emails me regarding running or whatever, right? And I've, I've been very lucky because I have a really good um I don't like the word follower, but, you know, mm -hmm. follower base, whatever. Um, and a lot of them go, Terry, you know, it's just that I am old. I'm 43. And so I'm like, dude, I'm 47. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you mean you're old? So why am I, <laughs> right? But um, I've never, ever thought that I am, like I say, I'm 47, but I, I don't know what that means. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that's old. I don't know if that's young. I don't know anything. I go running with girls that are 28 And, you know, I talk to them like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you know, our generation and them like, yeah, we're not the same generation, <laughs> but, you know, but um, but I just I feel like I'm one of the group. Right. The difference is mentally, it's just one. You have to believe that you can still do it. There have been a lot of things um, in in. Hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No worries. There have been a lot of, of um, studies. Right. The, the reason why people thought that we we're not progressing more before it's because people would stop doing it. Mm. Um, I see it, you know, say it in Olympic games, for example, or in world championships, right? Um, swimming, for example, most women would be done by 21 now and, and guys, you know, 24, 25 mm. last Olympic games. Most of the swimmers that were on finals were above 30 years old. So, you know, we had an, an uh, the Olympic uh, marathon runner, 2012, I think she was 38, the, the mm. one that gone, won the, the gold, you know. So it really, age, it's literally just a number. The difference is you have to learn to adapt, as you said, and, and, and listening to your body. That is the key. You can't still push your body every day, all day, like you were when you were 20, because you don't recover the same. Mm -hmm. So as you get older, recovery is as if not more important than training. So sometimes, you know, we think, I mean, I was just talking to a friend of mine and she goes, oh, I'm just going to do 115 miles per week now. I'm like, what? That's like two of my weeks, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I can, there's, there's no, I mean, yes, I can run 115 miles one week, but one week, but then you know what? I'm not going to be able to run the next two mm -hmm. weeks or three weeks or I'm going to break. So you can't compare yourself and that's where the mind comes, right? You can't compare yourself to what you're, younger self used to do. You can't compare yourself to what the, the younger kids are doing. Um, you have to be smart about the way you train and you have to optimize your workouts. So you have to train, you know, it's, it's just very smart training. What's the purpose with a purpose? What's the purpose of this workout? Is it recovery? Then I'm going to recover and I'm going to go at a recovery pace. What's the purpose of this workout? Is it tempo? Then I'm going to do tempo today. Mm -hmm. But then I know that tomorrow I cannot do another, you know, fast workout. I should recover again or take the day off. And sometimes, you know, we don't want to take the day off because we think, oh my gosh. And I've, I've had days where um, I have this awesome workout planned and I literally wake up and my body's like, yeah, no, <laughs> like not today. And it's not, you know, oh, I'm tired. I want to sleep more. It's that my body really can't go today. So then I'm like, you know what? That's where I am today. Mm -hmm. I can't go today. So... I'll see how it is later. And if not, I'll do it tomorrow. And it's no big deal because I've learned that when I force it, that's when I break. Are there, I don't know if it's, if this is a, a silly question or not, but are, are there ways to help the, the, the athlete, the runner who really struggles with that? Cause I, I totally agree with you. You know, if you, if your body's saying no, like don't like listen to it because the, the, the alternative is, is, that you're probably going to break. And that's, you know, you'd rather take one day off than take, you know, in your case, almost a year off to try to, to heal from various aches or, or breaks that happened or broken foot. And then the pneumonia thing and all that good stuff. Well, not good stuff, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I know too many runners, both, you know, again, that some that I work with, some that uh, I just know locally or via the internet that it's like, I am not, I can't, you know, and, and I think it is a mental block. I can't take a day off or I'm going to, you know, I'm, I have to keep going or I'm going to lose too much fitness. I'm going to, I'm going to struggle to hit my goals. Um, how, how do you, you know, if you're talking to that person right now, that's just, I have to keep going no matter what, 
how do you get through them that like, no, like a day again, easy to say, just take it. It's not going to affect you. You're going to be fine. But how do you really start to get through to that person that, uh, you know, that, that one day is not do or die one way or the other? Well, there's a phrase that I love that says the teacher appears when the student's ready. Mm. So if people don't want to understand something they want and they will have to, you know, it's like with kids. I mean, I have a mm. daughter that I adore and it doesn't matter if I tell her what's going to happen. Sometimes she has to try it and, and um, you know, hurt from it mm-hmm. so that she learns the lesson, right? What I generally tell people is I run at this level. I didn't run, you know, like, and sometimes I go, you know, I haven't run two days in, in a row like this week because I was having a little bit of pain here. So mm-hmm. I just learned to let go. It's not good. Like it takes two weeks to start losing a little bit of fitness. It's not the end of the world. But you can tell them, right, and you can show them what you do, but some people need to experience all these things in order to learn the lesson, right? I mean, again, I'm telling you this now, but if you would have asked me this when I was, you know, 39 and Mm -hmm. I was just starting running, I would be like, no, it says here (laughs) that I have to run 10 miles, so I'm running 10 miles. But you're limping. It doesn't matter. It says 10 miles. But you're at 9.99. It says 10 miles. You know? <laughs> and now it's like, oh, you know, like the other day I had to run a, a, again a 16 miler. And at mile 15 point, I remember 15.11, I was like, oh, my gosh, my stride feels really off. I'm like, I'm just going to cut it short. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just stop and and I'm fine with it. I'm not the rest of the day. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, can't believe that I didn't do 0.9. You know, (laughs) it's like, like, oh, Terry, good job. You stop. You listen to your body. And I reinforce myself. You know, I keep I keep reinforcing myself saying that was very smart of you, Terry. You listen to your body now because of that. You're going to be able to run again tomorrow. You know, instead of saying, oh, my gosh, again, it's just be kind to yourself, mm-hmm. be be nice to yourself. You know, what we tell ourselves, it's super, super important. The problem is that we're not even aware of what we're thinking or what we're telling ourselves. If we would listen what we say to ourselves, we would be shocked. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I feel like I've heard various places and I, I can't remember the exact, uh, you know, source to, to credit this to, but um, the idea that we would never let other people talk to us the way that we so often talk to ourselves and just how yeah. detrimental that can be. And, and kind of going back to something that you said earlier, that we would never say many of those things to our friends. We would never say those things to, to even strangers that, that we met, you know, somebody online or, or whatever, if they were having a struggle, we would never talk poorly to them. And this, but, but we are so willing to do it to ourselves. So I love that idea of being, becoming your own best friend and just how important that, that can be to, to just, you know, it might sound a little woo-woo to some people, but just, just not saying bad things about yourself all the time really makes a difference. And you know what? It's funny because it's true. I mean, I, I've learned to do this when I run, for example, but then I noticed that I would do that when I was running. But, you know, when I am brushing my teeth and I'm looking at my face in the mirror, I would be like, oh, my gosh, look at those wrinkles, Mm. you know, or like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe your skin is getting all saggy, whatever it is. Right. So, again, it's like, okay, it's not only when I'm running, it's when I'm doing that. Would I tell that to my best friend? Oh, my gosh, you're getting really old. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Right. Right. (laughs) I wouldn't tell her that. Would I would I tell my daughter, oh, my gosh, look at those legs. They are so fat. No, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. So why would I do that to myself? But it's it's the first step, which is the most important and the hardest one, is just to pay attention and be aware. So literally at some time, you know, when you're doing whatever you're doing, just stop and say, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, what was I thinking right now? Was I aware of what I was thinking? And especially, as you said, the days that things are not going well, I always call them the best workouts are the workouts where nothing goes well. Because mm-hmm. those workouts are the ones where you can really push, not pushing, you know, um, physically, but push mentally. When nothing is going well, that's when you have to be aware and say, okay, what am I thinking? What am I telling myself? So this workout physically is not going well. Can I make it a good workout mentally? Can I stay with myself and, and be my best cheerleader? Can I tell myself, it's okay, it's all, you know, step out your effort, just remember, blah, 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 you know, those workouts provide you with a great opportunity to do a lot of mental work. Yeah, yeah. The the, the growth you get when things are, are tough is no doubt uh, uh, much much more pronounced than when everything's just smooth sailing. There's not a whole lot of of growth that goes on there. So uh, for for people that are are listening to this, 
Um, maybe they would like to to talk with you more, get some get some help on a you know become one of your 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 coaching clients potentially. What, what's the best place for somebody to to reach out to you, Terry? Is it through the website, social media? What's what's the best bet? Um, yeah, I I you know in my Facebook I also have messenger and i get a lot of emails that way well not emails messages i guess but or on instagram you know i also i I always check them and then from that you know we can go Mm. and i just you know i i i really believe that the the mind is so important and we just don't pay attention to it and i think that the more that we train our mind you know the better that our running is going to be, but not only our running, but our life in general, mm. because the whole thing with the mind is not only that, it's what I was telling you, right? What's the point of being a great runner if I'm super unhappy every time that I see myself in the mirror? Right. Um, because, I feel, you know, then that's going to affect the rest of my life and then it's going to affect my running, too. So it's it's like a full circle, right? It's just learning to be okay with ourselves the way we are and, and to be at peace with whatever we are right now, wherever we are right now, that's just where we are right now. That doesn't mean we will be there tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, running wise, um, working wise, relationship wise, you know, it's, it all, it all ties in. It's all tied together. That's, that is for sure. Um, so, so shifting gears, just to, just a real quick here before we, we completely wrap up today, Terry, but what's, What's uh, and I kind of hate to ask this question, but at the same time, um, I, I, it's it's I'm just curious about it. What's what's next for you? You know, uh, what what are the goals you're working towards? What's what's uh, you know, if if things go according to plan, what's what's the future look like in the next year or two for you? So, um, you know, it's it's funny because it's the first time, um, and I don't know if it has to do with age or just where I'm at in life. Um, when I started, you know, with, with my new coach, he asked me the same things, like, what are your long-term goals? And I said, what do you mean (laughs) long-term? Let's plan for this year and then let's see what happens after that. Right. But, um, I will run Chicago marathon in October, Mm -hmm. 2019. So this year, um, they were super kind and they offered me an, you know, like an an invitation, whatever. So I'll, I'll be there. I'm already registered and I'm mm-hmm. super looking forward to it. Um, my goal there is just to PR. I really want to run as fast as I can and see, you know, where I'm at. And then from there, um, and of course, there's going to be some other races before because you have to do mm-hmm. tune-up races, right? But but the main goal is Chicago Marathon. And then um, depending on how that goes, I would like to continue, you know, just, just pushing my limits. And, and I would like to PR in all my distances, in the next year, my, my main goal is to get to 50. Well, first being alive at 50, but <laughs> my main goal right. is to, it's to get to 50, which is, you know, two and a half years and in my best shape ever. Like that's mm. the goal that I have in mind. I just want to get to 50, the fittest that I've been ever. And, and, um, you know, but again, you just have to control what you can, right? So, right. so on my part, I'm going to train as much as not as much, but as hard as I can when I have to train, and just make sure that I'm not doing anything dumb so that you know I break. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think right now it's just Chicago, and then there's some races in December, and um, hopefully Olympic Games next year. We'll see. You know, um, they changed the standards, so we don't know where we stand because right. they they moved them from 237 to 229, which is a huge jump. Mm-hmm. So, um, October will give me a better idea of that, but it's not completely, you know, out rule. I mean, it's, it's there up in the air, but if, if gotcha. for whatever reason, that's not possible, which I don't see why it wouldn't, but if it, that's not possible, I would like to represent, you know, my country again in world championships for the half marathon because I love the half marathon. <laughs> right, right. Tie back to the very beginning. I love it. Um, so as, as we're wrapping up, got to, got to still ask a, another philosophical question and, and, uh, try to mix it up a little bit from what I asked last time. Although we could probably, I think the last time I, we, 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 I, in fact, I know, cause like I said, I listened to it. Uh, we talked about kind of lessons learned from running. I'm sure there's probably been some more things that have come along the way, but, um, would, would be curious, uh, you know, at this point in your life, um, the ups, the downs, the, the, the experiences that you've had as, as a runner, um, what, what does, what does, being a runner mean to you you know meaning like somebody says man there's there's terry over there and she is just an awesome runner all these you know starts rattling off some of the accomplishments you've had under underneath the the surface stuff what do do you think that it means to you to be labeled as a runner um that's a great question you know i can see how my life has changed and one of the things that i care the most and and where i'm so grateful to be a runner is because of the community Mm. that 
you know, of people that, that are runners and, and that bring us, I mean, this sport brings us together. I am extremely grateful of the friendships of the people that I have known. Um, I am extremely in awe of everybody that runs because I run and I know how hard it is. So whenever I see anyone running, and I'm not saying at what pace because it doesn't matter. Right. It's we all run the same distance, right? So when, when I see people running, I just see dedication, commitment, effort, grind. And to me, being a runner, you know, represents just being a part of this awesome community of people that literally want to be better. And when you want to be better at something, you know, in this, then you're happy and then you're changing the world for better. I I'm sure that there are some runners that might not be great, but I have yet to meet, you know, them because most of the people that I've run through this sport, that I've met through this sport are just really, really nice people. And it's such a nice community to be a part of. And um, I think that that's what running, you know, means to me or or what means to me to be a runner. It's just mean, know that I am not on this alone. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, I, this is a bigger thing than myself. And I am a part of that. I, I love it. And as per usual, not going to get in the way of, of letting that point set in here and, and as we wrap it up. So once again, guys, insightfulrunner.blog, Instagram, Facebook, at insightfulrunner, Twitter, at Terry Zacher, T-E-R-E-Z-A-C-H-E-R. Uh, and, and like I said, if you want to get in touch with her about doing some coaching work, things like that, those are the best places to reach out to her, or at least to begin that, that conversation. You can take it from there. If you want to check out our first conversation, disruns.com slash 308. We'll take you back to the show notes for that one. Show notes for today, disruns.com slash 729. So there, all the, all the links, all the things. Go check them out. Connect with Terry. Uh, lots of good stuff that she puts out. So definitely would encourage you to check that out. And uh, Terry, thank you once again for for taking the time to uh, come back. And sorry that it's taken so long. I, I, I uh, <laughs> would love to, not, not necessarily send out a, a, an invitation for next week, but uh, would love to do this again at some point and not wait almost yes. three years to do it again. All right. Oh, I, I would love to. Yes. All right, Terry. Thanks so much. And, and nothing but the best going forward. And we'll certainly be, uh, be in touch for sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed a little uh, round two with Miss Terry. And uh, as per usual, would hope that you, you got a little something out of this. Hope that there was some some good takeaway, something that uh, really settled into, into your brain. Uh, I feel like there had to be because I literally ran out of room on my little notepad. Um, yes, it's just a sticky note size, but usually I can, I can, uh, have a little bit of space left over after taking notes during the conversation as far as takeaways or quotes or things like that. And, uh, I definitely ran out of space on, t- on today's sticky note. So, uh, it, with, you know, basically just filling it up with different takeaways that I had, uh, during the conversation. So I'm sure you had some as well. Would love to hear what stood out to you from this episode. Uh, but for me, there, there were several things, like I said, I had several, several to choose from. But I think the the one that really stands out to me is from way back at the in the beginning of the the episode when uh, Terry was talking about being at the Olympics in Rio and having her daughter there and how her daughter was like I don't get why this is such a big deal because it's just a, a marathon or it's just a swim meet um, and and on the surface that kind of sounds kind of ridiculous I mean we had we had a little chuckle about it right um, but I think there's something to that. That, you know, when, when you're, when you're setting out for a goal, for a race to, to really run a great race to, to PR or BQ or to break some time barrier that's, that's been, that you've been struggling with. Um, I I think that there's value into not making it a bigger deal than it, than it is, than, than to not blowing it up in your, in your own mind and quite possibly putting more pressure on yourself because of that. Uh, if you remember way back in the day, um, and, and you may not have been listening to the show back when I had, uh, Molly Huddle on, when I had Kim Connolly on, uh, two, two women that have run in the Olympics for the United States on, on the track in, in, uh, five K's, 10 K's, things like that. Um, but when I talked to them, they, they said that one of the things that, that both of them tried to do, and I think, I don't know that we got into it much with when I had Nick Simmons on the show, but he's another, you know, runner that's been in the Olympics that's been on the show that, uh, I, I, you know, they both said, at least talking of, of Kim and Molly, they both said that, you know, the biggest thing that they tried to do was to treat the Olympics just like any other track meet, just like any other event. Because otherwise you get caught up, you know, in, in the in the moment on the stage and like, oh my gosh, this is the this is the freaking Olympics. And it, it 
makes it a bigger deal. You get you get more anxious, more anxiety, more nerves. You get more hyped up. You have a harder time, you know, sticking to your plan and your strategy and things like that. And you know, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball for having a good a good race. And what you know, for them, pretty pretty much, you know, probably was the the biggest event of their careers to that point, possibly ever. While none of us may ever be on that kind of stage, you know, if you're going for a BQ or you're going for a PR, or maybe it's your first time running a certain distance, really hyping it up, really blowing it up in your mind is probably not the best situation to give yourself the best chance to have a, a positive outcome on that day. Yet I think it's only human nature, right? To, to hype it up. This is the marathon I've been training for, for the last year. And it's my first time. And, and yeah, when it's your first marathon, you don't know exactly what to expect. So you can't just say that it's just like any other marathon you've run. Cause you haven't run one before, but you can say it's, you know, try to try to have it in your mind. Like it's just like any other long run, any of the long runs that you've done leading up to that first marathon and, and not hyping it up. And certainly, you know, if you've run marathons before or half marathons or whatever, you're going for a new time goal. This is, this is something you, you've got, you know, some, some pretty ambitious, uh, expectations on yourself when you get there on race morning, I think the idea of, of trying to convince yourself as much as possible, and it might take a little bit of, uh, of convincing, but that this is just another 13.1. It's just another 5k. It's just another 26.2. I've done this before. I know how to do it. Um, you know, yes, it's, it's, you know, whatever course and yes, my goals are whatever they are but I've been here before. I, even if you've never been there literally before, I've done this before, you know, been there, done that. Um, I can relax and be confident in my training and trust that things are going to go well. And as much as you can do that, yes, you know, enjoy the experience, but as much as you can not maybe psych yourself out beforehand, because it's such a big stage or a big goal race or whatever it might be. I think that really sets you up to have the best chance of success possible. So, um, you know, Yes, the Olympics are a big deal, but on, on the other hand, I think there's a benefit to looking at them as maybe maybe they're just another event. Uh, maybe it's just another race. Maybe it's just another swim meet. Maybe it's just another track meet. Hard to do. Hard to do, but I think there's benefit to it. So I think Terry's daughter might have been onto something there um, when, when Terry shared that story. And uh, definitely as, as a takeaway for me, you know, as, as I keep, you know, chipping away at my race times and, and improving my fitness and things like that, try not to hype out. I'm, I'm going to make a, an effort to try not to overhype any of these races that I've got coming up or any of the races that are farther in the future. And just, you know, it's, it's a, I've been there, I've done that before. Let's just go out and, and give it a good effort and have fun. Um, and try to take some of that extra pressure of the, the circumstances off my plate a little bit to just run relaxed and run free. Cause, uh, as, as you probably have experienced, and if not, you keep running long enough, you will experience the more relaxed you can be, the more less stressed you can be, the better you're probably going to run. So, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Let me know. I'm at DizRuns on Twitter. I'm at DizRuns on the Instagrams as well. You can also shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, DizRuns.com slash 729. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there as well. And while you're there, check out the show notes, the Cliffs notes, the, uh, the links, the photos, all of those things that uh, have been taken care of and uh, are available right there on the website. Uh, links to the book. I don't, I don't know if I have a link to the Little Things course. I probably should get one of those. But if not, all you got to do is point your browser to disruns.com slash little things, and that'll take you right there. Just like I mentioned at the beginning, the course is F-R-E-E free, no cost, no obligation. I guess it's an obligation because you have to put your email address in, right? So so then I'll get to send you some emails. Um, but hopefully you'll find my emails useful. They, they are more like blog posts than they are spammy newsletter type of email things. So uh, I like to think that they're that they're worth the read more often than not. So uh, check it out, disruns.com slash little things. And uh, one last little uh, plug or one last little way that you can... Uh, help support the show um, and support yourself at the same time. Support your running. Uh, if you haven't checked out the book yet, Be Ready on Race Day is available wherever books are sold, as long as they're sold under the Amazon property, because uh, they're not. It's, it's not at uh, you know books a books a million or I don't even what, what bookstores are still available these days. But it's not at any of those other than Amazon. It's it's on Amazon. It's also on the website, I guess, on my website, so you can get it direct from me. Um, but uh, Be Ready on Race Day is the title. Be Ready on Race Day.com is the website. Uh, if, if maybe having a coach isn't in the budget or something that you want to do, but you're sick and tired of the one size fits all cookie cutter ish 
uh, training plans, which I hope, I hope and pray that you're sick of those because, uh, they should be outlawed. They're, they're the next, the next thing to useless. Maybe, maybe they, they're on the same side of the coin as useless. I, 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 maybe I'm making too bold of statements there, but having a plan that's created for you is hands down the best option. And so, you know, if, if you, if you can't or don't want to have someone do it for you, you may as well do it for yourself. And the book does everything that I can to try to explain exactly how to do that, how to adjust things, how to plan accordingly, how to schedule, what kind of workouts to do, how far you should go, all those things leading up to your, your next race. And it's, it says marathon, half marathon on the, on the title, but really it's, it's pretty much the sound principles that go into any race that you're possibly training for. So if you need a little, uh, help, a little, uh, guidance on how to put a good training plan together for yourself, uh, head over to be ready on or look it up in on the Kindle store, look it up in the, on Amazon and, uh, grab yourself a copy. And, uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you, I'm happy to do it. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a DIYer, Hey, DIY it, but have, have some good foundations and some good principles that you're following instead of just willy nilly, just downloading whatever plan pops up first. And, uh, just saying that's good enough. Cause it's not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Uh, you're, you're a unique individual. You deserve a plan that's good. That's, that's good for you, created for you, whether it's created by somebody else or created by yourself. Yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, get yourself a good training plan. Be ready on race So with that, we will go ahead and pull this, uh, what, 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 what metaphor should I use today? Should we put a bow on it? Should we pull the boat into Harbor? Should we, uh, pull into the garage, whatever it is. Let's wrap this thing up for today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you appreciate it or hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate you listening. Uh, that's, that's how that should have come out. Uh, but hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I, I always enjoy catching up with Terry. It's, it's been way too long, but, uh, she's got nothing but good things to share. So I hope you took several things away from this episode. Uh, and if you did, obviously I'd love it. You shared it with me, but more so maybe more important, share it with somebody else, share it with a running friend that, that maybe would benefit from some of the mental, mental things that we talked about today. Some of the ways to improve the mental game. Uh, since she was on the show way back when, uh, the tips she gave then helped me. And, uh, no doubt that some of the tips from today are going to help me, uh, as I continue to develop that side of things for myself. So, uh, thanks to Terry. Thank you for listening. And until next time, be well, take care. And, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you guys.